just to focus our minds and attention. Uh, we're going to read it through together and just a few points from it. As we sort of just remind ourselves who we are and what we're as a people called to in this coming season. Um, it comes from Exodus chapter 33. It comes off the back of a pretty low point of Israel's history. Uh, Moses has led the people from captivity out of slavery, out of the oppression of the Egyptians. They've wandered around a bit. They've gone to a really desert place. They're near a mountain called Sinai. Moses goes up there from time to time and has some incredible encounters with God. The chapter before is when uh, Moses is up. He's ascended the, the mountain of Sinai and the people rebel. They turn their back on God and they have a whip round and they get all their gold jewelry and they make a golden calf. It's just the most bizarre thing of how God's people very quickly turn their back on him as they very quickly, because it's very easy to do, isn't it? It's very easy to disconnect from him and very easy to disconnect from one another. And this is what's happened in the most dramatic fashion. And we pick up the story in Exodus chapter uh, 33. I'm going to read it through together and just a few things. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, Hittites, Pezzarites, all those other ites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard these distressing words, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, tell the Israelites you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you even for a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your ornaments and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off their ornaments at Mount Hereb. I'll just hit pause there. They're in this place, they're camped, and God begins to speak. And he, he says, it's time, it's time. Now is the time to enter the land, the land flowing with milk and honey. This is your inheritance. This is what God has given to you. This is where I have been leading you. And it's up to you now to lead the people into the very place that he's called you to. Folks, God has called us as individuals and as a people to inherit the land. Consider where you live. If you're a Carrick person, a Whitehead person, Ballycarry, Ballyclare, Ballymuir, Green Island, did I say Whitehead? Whitehead, Larn. <laughs> We've even some Glenarmians in amongst us. And anywhere else that you're from, consider that. Sorry, can't money. 
anywhere else. <laughs> You're feeling left out. We were, sorry. Malas. Malas. It's cold there, isn't it? It's always freezing up there. You want to come to the coast? It's cheaper as well. God's called us to inherit the land. What does that mean? It doesn't mean we're going to start taking houses off people or fields off the farmers or whatever it is. But it means to take ground that the enemy has. Look around in your community. Look around in your neighborhood. Look and see where the enemy has stolen, captured, destroyed. God is calling us as people to go reclaim the land. The call that he has for us is really big and it's really exciting and he's calling you to do it. Every one of you is calling us to go. We've retreated. Tomorrow we advance. Tomorrow, today, we advance. We go to where he's calling us to. What baffles me, and we said this a few weeks ago, is in this passage, God says, but I will not go with you. And the people are gutted. They're like, oh my goodness. And we understand from it, because of his holiness, and because the people were stiff-necked, I guess we can interpret that as, I guess, like ourselves. We think we know best. We want to do our own thing. People are like, no, keep us here. We would rather your presence than sending us without your presence. Back to the, uh, back to the words. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of, to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young assistant Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. We'll pause there, and we'll come back to it in a minute. The tent of meeting. The tent of meeting was, in some ways, probably the, the forerunner for what became the tabernacle. It was a place, it was a physical pitch, where Moses would leave the camp and would leave the people physically and go out away from the people into the tent of meeting. Why? We read from the scripture there, from the text, it was to inquire of the Lord. It was a place where he would go and it was a place that represented his presence. And 
the uh, onlooking crowd would see the pillar of, of cloud come and they would stand at their tents, they would stand where they were and they would worship also. The tent of meeting. Many of us have been to tents of meeting, haven't we? Especially those of us who are a little bit older, especially this fine country, you've a fine, fine heritage of tent missions. You just pitch up anywhere. My goodness, millets have done a great trade here. Meeting places. A couple of things. First thing is this. It is so important that we meet together. And my encouragement, we say this probably every first Sunday of every new year, is commit to coming every Sunday. Unless you're away or you're ill for some good reason. Please, please don't lie in and go, oh, just feel a bit tired this morning. Going to have a family day. Going to have breakfast. Going to go for a run. Going to go play golf. Commit to coming on a Sunday. Let us find ways that we might gather together and encourage one another. Let us not get into the habit as some are doing. I'm quoting scripture here, not thinking of people that <laughs> are not coming every Sunday. That we would commit to this tent of meeting. But as well as that, that we would have our own tent of meeting individually. That we leave the camp, the gathered community, as we become a scattered community. That we have our own tent, our own place that we withdraw to on a daily basis. The Sundays before Christmas, we spent a lot of time looking at various spiritual practices. And uh, you'll be delighted to know that we intend to continue that just on a number of different things for the next wee while and see where that goes and see where the Lord takes us. I said I'd be short and I'm not, so I'm going to go back and we'll tie things up. Where were we? Where are we? Where are we on that? Because I'm lost on this. Verse 13. In fact, I don't have it on this, so I'll read it from that. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The law replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God promises that his presence will go with them and he will give them rest. We need to be a people of his presence. 
we need to be people that practice his presence. We've used this phrase before, we're going to continue to use it. We personally, and as individuals and collectively as a people, need to go deeper in him so that we can go further in terms of the things that he's called us to. He's called us to a big thing. He's calling us to advance his kingdom, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. But for many of us, for all of us, he needs to do a, a deep work in us before he leads us to what he has for us. What I love about what God says to Moses here is my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And we need to work and we need to labor, but from a position of grace and rest. That we're not just going at it 24-7 the whole time. I want to read to you three brilliant verses, which for some of us could be verses for the year. Jesus, speaking to his disciples, says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We need to be a people of his presence. We need to practice being in his presence. We spoke time and time and time and time again about the practice of silence and solitude. Being still before the Lord. Moses says to God, do not send us up from here unless your presence goes with us. Don't send us anywhere unless your presence is with us. We are doomed if his presence is, isn't with us. Otherwise, everything that we do is just good works. I wonder how you perceive, I wonder, I wonder how you think people outside of our church community perceive us as a church community. Um, I think we're known for a number of different things. Um, I hope mainly good. <laughs> I hope all good. Uh, I would expect people to think, oh, that's the church that does that. Oh, that's the church that does that. That we're known for doing things. That we're known for things that happen outside the four walls. I hope that we are known for that, and I think that we are known for that. But more importantly than what we do, our heart's desire is that we would be known as a people of his presence. That's the church that really loves each other. That's the church that really loves God. There's something just about those people. I just can't put my finger on it. On it. But they, they just seem to really take that God thing really seriously. 
that we'd be known for his presence. So as we go back, as we've retreated, it's time to advance, taking ground, taking that which God has called us to. I want to highlight two things, and then we're going to pray. First is just to pick up on Alpha. The Alpha course is just an incredible opportunity for people to come to ask questions and to learn more about who God is. And as I'm speaking right now, I would like us all just to ponder who in our lives right now could we invite to that. And I'm not saying you're going to go, I'm not going to, you're not going to sign some oath that you're going to go and invite them. By the way, just ponder now, bring to mind, God might bring to mind someone that you know. It could be someone who you know has been to church before, is just disconnected. It could be a friend, it could be a colleague, it could be someone that you're just hanging out with that's interested in your life and interested, keeps asking you these annoying questions about your church and about God and all that. And now I'm going to give just 30 seconds. Let's just pray right now for that person, each of us, in our own heads, in our own hearts. 30 seconds, just bring them before the Lord. we pray in this season, in this time, in this new year, that we would be a people of your presence. We want to see your kingdom come. God, we want to see lives changed. God, we want to see people set free. Some of you are praying for loved ones, sons and daughters, mums and dads, other family members. Your heart yearns that they would know him. God, hear our prayers. God, we pray in this new year, in this new season, that we would see people come to know you through our gathered communities and through our scattered one-to-one -one relationships that we have with people. We want to see people come to know you and have real deep relationship with you. God, hear our second thing I wanted to uh, tell you, and it's an invitation to you as well, is we have a really exciting um, gathering happening on the 22nd of January in the town hall of Carrickfergus called a Rock Conversation. Rock stands for a wonderful, wonderful nationwide charity called Redeeming 
our communities. And uh, it is basically a gathering of people within Carrickfergus community, people who are involved in anything to do with the community. So gathered there will be the police, social services, uh, principals and teachers, social workers, healthcare. There will be ministers and people from local churches. There will be politicians. There will be people on council. There will be business leaders in the community. There will be lots of other public folks who just have a real heart for the community. Gathered together in one place to have a conversation. The conversation is steered by them, the people who represent this wonderful, wonderful organization. And what will happen on the night is we get to celebrate all the good things that are happening in our community. And then we get to say, but what are the needs of our community? And off the back of it will be, well, what are we going to do about it? I just think it is the most awesome opportunity to gather to it. Um, Chantelle and I, Stephen and Elaine are already definitely booked in. I know there's others of us who are uh, considering coming. If you'd like to come, you need to register. It's a free event. It's 7 till 9. 22nd of January in the town hall. There are 112 people already in our community who are registered for it. We're really excited about it. We really think it could be an incredible opportunity to be together as one gathered community of people. And it's important that we are there, that we are present. So if that interests you and you want to know more about that, speak to me afterwards.